Hello and welcome to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're full season ticket holders at Ashton Gate who love the club, the game and all things Bears. So for a light-hearted take on Bristol's progress on and off the pitch this season, stay tuned. In this show, we reflect on the narrow away defeat at a soggy stoop. We'll look ahead to Friday's home game against Sale and talk about the dramatic World Cup events in Japan over the past week. And we'll finish with listeners' questions and our regular Gets My Goat feature. I'm Tony and I'm joined by Lee, Miles and Pete for a cheeky beer and some rugby banter. Well, boys, quite a a weekend of rugby with the World Cup and our first away game. Um, Lee, what are you? What's your thoughts on the result uh, as Bristol went up to Harlequins this weekend? Uh, to be honest, Tony, I'm a little bit gutted that we got beaten, but especially after the you know the Bath game, it was a bit of a come down. Um, but we got a losing bonus point, and you know we're still in the top four, so it's not all bad. No, Miles. Um, I mean, I agree. I mean, Pat's did say that we need to pull our socks up when it comes to away form. I mean, going to the stoop is never easy. Weather was dreadful. Um, and I think that's a fair result come away with a losing bonus point. I mean, it, I think it could have gone either way. Both teams admitted that. So, probably fairly even. It, it's nice to see us competitive in this first away go- game. As, as you say, the stoop's not an easy place to go. We haven't got a great record there over the last few years. 12 years, to be precise. Yeah, Doing your research, Lee? Oh, yes, for a change. <laughs> um, Pete, your thoughts? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with the boys. I mean, it, you know, d- d- after that sort of uh, the excitement of that Friday night game in, at, uh, at the gate against Bath, you're kind of inevitably going to be a bit disappointed if, you, if the same thing didn't happen again. And I know when I looked at the score and I thought, oh, you know, we were close. Surely we could have won it. You know what? You know how could uh, how could we have not have scored loads of tries? But if, but as Miles said, I mean, obviously the weather played a big part. And then we actually analysed the game. I think you know we were a bit unlucky, really. I think um, you know we we were in the game for a lot of it. A lot of their points, well, both sides came from silly penalties. And uh, and I actually thought their try was a bit soft, but I know you disagree with me, Tony. No, see, I don't think that. I think that was a, a cracking little kick through and brilliant anticipation uh, to 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 dab it down. Obviously, our try, great great yeah. flowing move and good, team, good teamwork, wasn't it? Well, that's, absolutely, yeah. that's what I mean. I think their our try actually came from you know a, a g- several phases. Luita made an amazing, a lovely little delayed pass to create the space. The kind of thing that we saw against Bath and the kind of thing we were hoping, I imagine, that would that we do a bit more of uh, at the game on Saturday. Whereas theirs was like a little grubber kick, you know, and it was a bit, the ref was in the way and uh, Horrell was a little bit caught on his back foot and the bloke slid over. I mean, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was classic rugby tone, but, you know, I take your point. I mean, I would say we gifted Marcus Smith 17 points. Mm. I mean, at this level... We just can't afford to keep doing this, um, you know, to, to give these points away. Because I, I rate Smith. I think he's a great mm-hmm. player, to be honest, for youngster. And he's come through the last couple of years, hasn't he, for Quince? So. Absolutely. But, I mean, they, they they gave away a few penalties themselves. And I know tricky conditions. And it's good to see Sheedy, um, you know, he tweeted last week. He, he was looking for his kicking boots. He, he looks like he's found them. Uh, or, or maybe bought a new pair um, and I think he, he, he scored all the penalties didn't he and just missed that touchline conversion that was the only kick mm. that, that didn't go over um, Pat 
in his post-match interview talked about discipline. And yes, we did give away five penalties, all, all were kicked. And then there was the yellow card. Um, now, I've seen this. I think it is marginal, but on balance, I think it was probably the right decision um, for Hughes to get 10 minutes in the bin. Uh, Pete, we were talking about this just before the show started. What, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, he, he kind of shook his head a little bit as he went off. And I agree with you, it was marginal. But, you know, if you give the TMO something to look at, you're in trouble. And he, it, it was a kind of, it was an unnecessary... Um, it was unnecessary. Somebody was, I think the Harlequins player was already getting tackled by somebody. And he kind of, I just wondered whether, he, you know, it's a bit of that mentality. I'm a big man. I'm going in. Or maybe he just, just mistimed it. And, mm. you know, we could be, could be wrong. But, it, you know, he might have got away with it another time. It just seemed like an unnecessary place to do that. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, these we said this right at the beginning of, uh, of our little um, of our of our pods that you know we know refs are going to be looking for this and TMO. So you've just got to, yeah. you've just got to get out of it. You just got to, you just got to, don't mm-hmm. do it. And uh, you know, other other players have proven that you don't need to do that to be very very effective in the tackle. Yeah. So uh, we saw that. We'll come on to it. But we saw that on Saturday in the the England game. You know, some fantastic d- defence that didn't involve. Uh, didn't involve going risking the TMO. So. No. Well, I think the thing is he didn't he didn't demonstrate that he was wrapping his arm, no. did he? So that that was the thing. I don't think there was any particular malice. It wasn't a particularly dangerous tackle. I didn't think. I think the yellow on balance. If if that had happened to a player against one of our players, I would have been calling yeah. for a yellow card. Yeah. So um, so yeah, high expectations. We went up to the stoop. I think we were all hoping that we'd get that that win, but. I think I think this season is going to be we took, certainly where I work we talk a lot about marginal gains and you know after two games last season we had four points um, and we were negative on the points scored uh, this season we're sitting in fourth place we've got two more points uh, and we've got a positive points difference so you know just if we can keep those marginal gains up through the rest of the season. Those five points we were away from a Champions Cup place are absolutely in in touch um, and or in touching distance. And of course, we've got two games against Worcester. Now, if we can't win one of those, then I'm going to be so disappointed this uh, this season. So potentially eight to ten points against Worcester, and I would love that. Don't get me wrong; I loved Bath last weekend. Um, so you know, nice. against against Gloucester and Exeter, <laughs> I love. But there's something about Worcester. We gets gonna, my go. Are we going to go to that away <laughs> game, then, boys? Are we? I I, I, I think, think, I think we'll have to. Won't we? We, we might have to. You know, although the last time we went, it was a ch- well, the last time it was a chastening experience. Well, I think that's why we need to go again because yeah. we need to erase that from our memory banks and get a win now, don't we? Yeah. But at least you can stop at Gloucester Services for a nice, um, nice, nice, nice organic roast, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And, and when you think about, it, I was thinking about last season. Most games we were we were pretty competitive all the way through the game. The, the the result you know was in doubt going into the last 10 15 minutes the only time we absolutely got blown away last season was Worcester away yeah. where the game was over at half time i was at a christening and i brushed back and i'd recorded it and i turned the tv on and i saw the score and that was it delete button straight away i was yeah. gutted absolutely gutted very disappointing 
So let's um, let's have a look at some of the other results. I think you know after some of those surprise results in week one, uh, we've got um, some normality. I would say um, Leicester ten, Saracens twenty four. I think Leicester are in a bit of trouble yeah, this season. I've seen there's been some speculation. You know, will they go into the European game zero and four? Um, Northampton thirty five, Worcester sixteen. Probably the kind of that's, result that's most people result. Well, that's for the result we dream of, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, Gloucester won at home, twenty-five nine against Wasps. Wasps, another team that are mm-hmm. off to a really shaky start. They haven't got Daly when he comes back because he's signed for Saracens, hasn't he? Sold so all their good players. They're a, sell- they're a selling club now. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Great uh, rendition of uh, Swing Low as well at Kingsham. Yeah. Um, then there's um, Pete's um, second favourite team, Bath. Um, they ground out that Friday night game, didn't they? 13 10. That was a pretty dire really game. Le- that really was a level, wasn't it? Yeah. It, it was dreadful to watch. I mean, I commented on a little WhatsApp group. I mean, just mucky conditions, dull game. Yeah. I mean, you know, but they grit out a win, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I mean, thank God for the semi final in the World Cup the next day. Otherwise, a lot of people might have been put off rugby after that, after that Friday night game. So, um, yeah. And, and, and one more game, um, Irish 7, Sale 41. So let's move on to the Sale game. Um, you know, from what I've seen, the limited bit of the the, the London Irish versus Sale, Sale looked up for it and they looked mm. look dangerous. And you score 41 points away from home. Um, you know, that's uh, yeah. some stiff competition there. I think Sale are going to be a team this yeah. year. I really do. Top, top three, top four team. They've got all the big boys to well, come back I mean, as well, haven't I, they, the Saffers? I did, I did spend a bit of time when the kids were uh, doing some colouring in, watching the uh, the extended highlights on uh, BT Sport of that sale Irish game. I, I must admit, I I was quite impressed. I mean, they've they've just got, as far as I can tell, a load of massive South Africans, and uh, they just look solid. And in fact, interestingly enough, they've got two sets of twins. In the, uh, in the team and three sets of brothers in total so I don't know if that helps you know in terms of the kind of working together teamwork thing but yeah I mean there's a just, yeah. just on the twins point have you seen the news today that um, the other Curry brothers yeah, yeah he's sending him out he's he sending him out, out. Um, That's good. to um, you know which I think from a club point of view what a, what a fantastic gesture yeah. to make but I think as Bristol fans we'll say thank you very much for that Mr. Do you know what it would be I, I agree and, and actually as you say from a club point of view it would be quite good to get um, a brand new fans podcast out there on Saturday wouldn't it Tony maybe I don't know anyone pay for us to go out there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, could, I think our sponsorship um, kind of horizon was maybe oh, right. four beers from a local uh, yeah, brewery. Yeah. The, I, I, I didn't the see Wimbledon them. Brewery, that's yeah, the one. Yeah. Yeah. I, they might pay. Yeah. I didn't see an airline flying all four of us no. out there for, for the next podcast. But if but, there are any airlines <laughs> listening to the show... Um, I, I, Even if they could fly two of us, like me and you, Tone, we'll be, we'll be happy. Absolutely, yeah. Sorry, boys. All right. Um, so let's look ahead to the sale. Oh, sorry, you were talking about the... I was, the what was I? I can't remember twins, now. Twins, oh, no, it was the twins. twins. No, it was just the twins. I just thought, I don't know, it's just something about, you know, brothers playing together that just binds the team a bit. You know, I, I, I was a little bit worried, I must admit, watching that, um, watching the highlights of the, the sale. And they've got some They've got some massive unit we, in we the centre, inside centre. We need to meet them, don't we? Yeah. We need to meet so. Yeah, I mean, Johan, I wrote his name down because he had about five names. It's Johan Renzi van Rensburg. And he is a monster South African. Uh, He was like, he was built like a prop and ran like 
something faster than a prop. He was he was Gaston so, Cortez. Yeah, that sort of thing. But what I'd say is, I mean, this made me think is that I think what we've got to do, what Bristol really got to do, they're going to have to front up physically right from the start and dominate physically and just get in their faces and get over them because I think if we give them any uh, any kind of leeway, we could we could find ourselves chasing the game a little. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's going to be exciting again. Friday nights under the lights. Um, weather looks like it might be okay. A cold night, but it doesn't look like we're going to get mm-hmm. the torrential rain that we saw this weekend. So, what about the team then? Are there any um, uh, changes? Obviously, we had a poll on uh, the our Twitter feed, and I think most people were anticipating the team wouldn't change from the Bath game. Obviously, that that proved to be wrong. Um, so maybe let's start with locks um, because I don't think many of us saw Atwood dropping out of the well the team and the twenty three. Um, so it was Joycey and Bowie that started um, with Holmes on the bench. <laughs> Who's going to start at locks? Do we think on on Friday night? I think Big Dave comes back in for me. Um, it's it's who partners him. I, I don't know what you guys think, but I guess it would be Bowie. Um, but Ed Holmes has come on and you know and he's never ever let the team bang so it's and then you know Joycey it's a home game hopefully a lot of people there it whips the crowd up a little bit I mean I'm with you Lee I I think based on what I've just said we've got to be big and physical in the pack we've got to dominate and I think perhaps Atwood and Vui are the two but then is it Holmes on the bench or is it Joycey on the bench you can't just drop Joycey you know he's, he's done nothing wrong but, you know, Pat's got plans. We know that. And it's a long season. And he's he's obviously thinking of, you know, Joyce has had two, you know, yeah, two games, games plus two big games, plus, a, you know, a game in the, the rain and a big game. Maybe it's his turn to, to sit out on Friday. I think the nice thing is we've got those strong options, really. We're not we're not scraping around the barrel. We've got four yeah. players there that I think all of us would be quite happy to see in that, that starting as thing. I, as, I, as all managers say, a nice problem to have, Tony. Yeah, a very nice problem to have. So any other positions, Pete? I think you 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 always keep a keen yeah. eye on the scrum well, halves. Do you know why that is, Tony? Because I was a scrum half in my youth. Were you know? a scrum half? Yeah, you, I, you look more like a prop these I, days. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, they all look the same. Photos, now, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I keep an eye is on the scrum halves, Tony. <laughs> yeah, I keep I keep an eye on the scrum halves, and you know. I, I've said this before. I think we're very, very fifty-fifty with our two scrum halves, and we're in a lucky position. Great problem to have, but. I just got this feeling. I don't. I just don't think Andy Aaron's quite at it at the moment. Just little things like you know. I said last week about how he points to the lino where it's going out, and then I noticed on the Quinns game, you like push their scrum off for no apparent reason. Just to me, that's like you do that sort of thing when you know you're a little bit under pressure. You're trying to please, and then you know, and, and I and again, you know, he's a great player, and I got you know, I think he's he's a good player. And we're splitting hairs here, but then in the commentary on BT Sport, when we scored the try. You know, they did say. Randall, he's just injected a bit of pace since he came on as he flicked it out and they scored. And I just think, you know, if I was if I was Randall, I'd be thinking, look, you know, I've come on twice, I've, I've made a big impression. Is it time? Is it time for me to start? So, you know, whilst I, I'd be happy with either of them starting, I just wonder whether Andy might wonder. You might get one more game maybe on Friday, and he's got, a, you know, if he's got a, mm. he's got. A, get to those high levels because that's what competition's all about and we've got a fantastic competition at Scrum Half mm. so we'll see but I don't know I don't really know Tony I, I suspect he'll start with Uren because I think that's the kind of structure they've got and it's quite nice having Randall coming on but 
you know, Randall, he's, he's, he's not going to want to do that all the time, is he? So, no. well, so eventually Randall. Randall's going to come on and he's, he's got to be given a chance yeah. from Start off the way he's yeah. playing, yeah. eventually. And I think the thing about, you know, I, most of us are football fans uh, as well. And you're, I'm not. Well, as a Southampton fan, you've got nothing to, uh, <laughs> nothing to cheer about um, from the last weekend's. But you, you almost feel the difference between rugby and football. If you're on the bench in football, it's a bit of a disappointment. I think rugby really is a 23-man yeah. game now. Oh, yeah. And you know if you're on that, that bench, you are going to come on and you've got a job to do to, to make a difference. And, you know, whether they're called finishers or game changers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, being on the... I think being part of the 23 squad is the main thing. Um and you know those players on the bench do do make a huge difference. And I think I can't remember seeing such a talented bench at Bristol Rugby for yeah. many a year. It was like Pete just said, them competition for places. I mean, we're blessed at, at Lock, aren't we? And we're blessed Scrum Half Life. We haven't really had that for since we've been following. You know, the last few years. I mean, no, we've always been you know loaning players in, haven't we, to fill positions when there've been injuries. But yeah. I think for the first time in a couple of years. I think we're fine, aren't we? In most positions, it up in the in the pack. I think it's we can name great. two two teams. Yeah. Every week. Well, I mean, we, we it was a strong team against uh, was it Oxford University in it was. Uh, in, in midweek. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a friendly. It, but, it, it was a friendly, but um, it, I think it's a reflection on the lack of injuries yeah. that actually we we had a lot of first team players in. In that that second fifteen, yeah. I mean, I, I felt a bit sorry for those students. I mean, they're probably still hung over from Freshers' Week, and they got an absolute <laughs> roasting, didn't they? But and our mate TJF scored a scored a hat trick, didn't they? Yeah. Opened his it's legs and showed his class. Well, on that point, let's uh, let's move on then. Um, Sale. What do we think the result? What are we confident we're going to we're going to get the win? Always confident, TC. Always confident, but. It's going to be a tough game and we're going to have to dig it out. Are you going to dig it out, Lee, and stay in your seat for 80 minutes, you think? Well, no, obviously, I'm not going to need toilet breaks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and let, I, I'm hoping that the bar queues won't be quite so big this weekend. So uh, there, there might be one or two more ales in hand. So I think it's going to be incredibly close. But I think I think we're just, just going to edge it. Um, I mean, I, one of the, I mean, you know, their world class scrum half after clerk is still going to be in Japan, thank goodness. But so, um, you know, another of their players, so if it's, it's, he's still fighting Jake Ball, yeah, apparently. absolutely. So, if there's any opportunity to play Sale at home, this is a, probably our best chance. So, I mean, it's going to be a, still a very tough game looking at their last two results, but you know, I think we should get it, yeah. And of course, take away two curries. See what I said there? Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> really smooth. One's gone, on, one's gone on delivery out to Japan as we speak. <laughs> Pete, what are your, your thoughts? Are you confident? About the Friday? Sale. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you have to be. You've got to back your, you know, you've got to back your team. And I think everything we've said, we've got the best squad we've ever had, well, you know, for in recent times. You know, clearly we're seeing a whole structure and a pattern develop in the club. We've got some fantastic ball carriers we've got a brilliant back row we've got a fantastic front row we've talked about how we've got options at you know at, at second row as well you know I mean they're, they look like a, a solid side but you know we're at home you yeah. know we've got our fans there you know we, we, we know you know the players know that they can perform so I'm, I would expect them to go out and they'll you know they'll perform and I think I did see I did read um, or hear something that was quite interesting that I think it was Monia said on um 
one of the BT Sports summaries, that he thinks that Pat Lamb now has added the kicking game as a layer over everything else we've had, which is all about. And he said that what he reckons Bristol has got now that they didn't quite have last season was game control. Yeah. Um, so I think this is a it will be a good test to see whether he's right. He was echoing exactly what Austin Healy had said the week before. What was getting relegated? That we we've got a kicking game yeah. now as well as yeah. as throwing the ball. Well, I was, I was looking at the fixtures, and I think if we can beat Sale at home, I don't see any reason why we can't be undefeated for the rest of 2019. Looking at the fixtures, obviously we've got a big game against uh, Stade Francais. Um, not the Stade Francais of old, though. Not the Stade Francais of old. Obviously, we've got Wasps, just a big Christmas game. Yeah. But you know, they're not the team that they yeah. they were a couple of years ago. Well, we've got you Chiefs struggle. away. Don't forget that. Well, well, that's not at home, though. No, okay. There's Technicalities. Sorry, me. Start listening, sir. I think we can be unbeaten at Ashton Gate. The first at home, yeah, at home. I think, you know, until we get to January and then yeah. I think maybe we've got Gloucester, mm. which is always going to be tough. And mm. I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with again this season. You know, I think if we can get through 2019 unbeaten at the gate, then we will put ourselves in very good stead. And I, I seem to remember that once you get into the new year, you can start talking to players from other clubs as far as yeah. uh, transfers are concerned. Now, if Bristol are a top six team, um, with an undefeated home record, what's that going to do as far as encouraging people, you know, big players to maybe come come down to the game? Certainly not going to do any harm, is it? Any ideas in? Well, that maybe, another pod? maybe that's for another yeah, pod. Another so, one, yeah. so let's uh, let's move on to the Rugby World Cup. Um, come on, England. We we've, we've been talking about the Bristol connections. Um, but uh, I think we've probably covered that now. Um, what what a fantastic weekend uh, of rugby for you know for England fans to see such a dominant performance against New Zealand. Lee, um, I know you were you were Bristol based for it, um, but uh, Miles and Pete, I believe you you had the hospitality of Kingsbridge Rugby Club down in Devon. Do you want to tell us why why you were down there? Well, Pete and I, was, you know, a couple of sort of middle-aged lads have been paddleboarding of late and we thought we'd enter our first paddleboarding race in Devon, of all places. Kingsbridge Estuary. Kingsbridge Estuary. And it happened to be on the week, weekend of the World Cup. So we, we, we rocked up at our little Airbnb and the lovely host recommended we go to Kingsbridge Rugby Club to watch the game. And it was brilliant. We got a full English breakfast. The bar was open at nine in the morning uh, and the whole rugby club full of... Uh, I mean, England loving, yeah, you know, yeah. fans. It was fantastic, and, and we did. There was a, there was someone else wearing a Bristol Bears oh, top there as well, yeah. which we didn't talk to the mind. But you know, <laughs> it was just nice to see. It. I can I just clarify one thing about Miles in our in our B and B. It was what what happened was there was Miles was it a was, double or twin room. Well, it was, Do you feel the need to clarify? It, it, it was, was a twin. It was a twin room. But the thing was that Miles was going to go down with his family, as it were. And uh, they bailed out. And the weather was dreadful. I was going to stay somewhere else. And then, you know, we ended up staying in the same place. I just wanted to clarify that. <laughs> All right. I don't know if that needs to now, go in the, the podcast, to be honest. <laughs> well, we might have to consider the rating. Anyway, the point the being that we left Bristol at 6 a.m., 6 showed a lot of dedication. We were in that rugby club at half eight, full English. I mean, I'm talking full English. It was massive. Uh, well, a couple of coffees, then a pint. Well, I spilled my Guinness yeah, during the Guinness over, over myself. Yeah. And then uh, 
And then we went and did six kilometres. Six k on our paddleboard. In a paddleboard. In, in a headwind. Congratulations um, uh, 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 due because... Miles, I think you you actually won your your category. Yeah, yeah. Alan Pete, you were second. Oh, we were we were in the same category. Yeah, Miles, top Miles, two, top two, top well, two in uh, our category. Bears well, beyond the gate. I, I'll have Gold to look, I'll have to look something on with it. There was only Pete and I in our category. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, I overtook him halfway round, and then he overtook me back. Right. So Miles, tre- credit to Miles, he, he, he did well. He, as long as he overtook you at the end. Before the end, we got we got a medal. It was a taking part. It was well, a fantastic boys. weekend with some great rugby. There we there we go. For for anybody wondering how to um, you know live out their midlife crisis, <laughs> grab a paddleboard and head to Devon. Other options are available. Um, so rugby world cup final on Saturday. What do we think then? What's the result going to be? I'll, I'll kick this off. I think if we play it. 80% of the level that we did against New Zealand will beat South Africa. I didn't see anything in that Wales-South Africa final that really worried me. Um, I think we're going to win by at least eight points. I'd agree. Um, the one thing I would say, I think it's going to be more of a stop-start game because obviously South Africa kicked the ball more behind us. Um, but what we've got coming at, at them when they do kick it is is... I see more than eight points, but I don't know if that's just me being, you know, uh, an Englishman for a bit. But I think that's being that's relatively rational based on what you've seen. And I think, you know, I mean, every part of our game was unbelievable. I mean, we had we had front rowers, you know, hitting the gain line at pace. I mean, Tony's mate Snickler. I mean, he had one of the best <laughs> games ever. And you know yeah. South Africa, if that if they replicate that, they're not going to be able to live with that. A Toji was immense. Oh, what a player! Uh, if the All Blacks couldn't live with it, no. the South Africans won't be. My able only to. worry is is that I don't want to be in the position that the All Blacks were against us when you know that nobody could really envisage that they were, you know, would play like that. And I mean, I cannot envisage England not having a great game based on that. But you know, South Africa are, you know, you know, are a can be a difficult beast. You know, there'll be a lot, as, to, as uh, Lee said, I mean, there'll be a lot of kicking and we know that Faf de Klerk is a, de Klerk, I should say, is a is a great scrum off. And if Johnny May, Elliot Daly, Anthony Watson are on their metal, yeah, kick to them. Yeah, Watson yeah. was immense. He was yeah. immense. And they were all, I mean, they, they were all immense. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone played badly from England, did they? I mean, who would have thought they could have stepped up against the Kiwis and play like that? Um... And even you know, even my wife, who's just you know, occasional rugby watcher, said, well, "Who's going to beat England? Even if they play fifty percent of that, mm. I, I think we're. I think we should easily beat the South Africans. They'll create a bit of bother. They've got some a big pack, haven't they? But you know, they've got to step up. It's uh, the, the way they played against the Welsh. They haven't got gonna... Sam Undill. No, absolutely. I mean, it should be. I, I can't see us not winning. Should be I mean, a lot, great weekend. Lots of people were, you know." Outside the England camp, that if we can do it again, but uh, Eddie James has got that team primed. Just like he said all the way through, we've we've been you know we've had two years of, of preparing this exact outcome, and he's we're ready for it. Yeah, the only only minor frustration for me was that we gifted him that try. You imagine oh. a rugby world cup final putting New Zealand to the sword, nil in them. Yeah. That would that would have been absolutely amazing. The the icing on the cake, but uh, not to be. 
You're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn and Podbean. You can contact the show with your comments and ideas by emailing us at bearsbeyondthegate at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at bearsbeyondgate or like our Bears Beyond the Gate Facebook page. Hello, this is Brian Moore. This is for Bears Beyond the Gate. Listen to it because it's for you, true Bristol fans. Get it. Now, um, a new little section in the show. We're going to mention some of the uh, feedback that we've had from listeners. Uh, And the first up on our our Twitter account, um, Will J. Jones, who goes by the Twitter handle of SkillWill2002, um, wanted to know, is Lee's real name Stephen Merchant? Lee, are you Lee or are you really... Stephen Merchant. I've been called a lot of things in my time, Tony, but you've never seen us in the same room together, have you, of me and Big Steve? No, that's true. What do you guys, I mean... Well, you look a bit like him. Well, I I sent you a picture of him on on the TV last week. I mean, you have got, you know... He's a better better looking version than me. So both you and Steve have got good faces for podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I think he might be about two foot taller as well. He's a tall lad, big Steve. So, so can we, can we say that you, you? We can cross that one off the list. You, I am definitely in Jason Woods' word, words. Words. I am oh. definitely not Stephen Merchant. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, also on on Twitter, we've um, at huge Swede. Um, has said about Siali Piatau. Um, is he uh, our first choice option at centre when we have the likes of Hurrell, Bedlow, Eden in our ranks? Who wants to comment on that? Well, it's, it's a difficult one, that, because you're talking about a bloke that has come back from the World Cup with great plaudits for his performances at the highest level. And, and and also showing himself to be a, a fantastic leader as well. Um, but I can kind of see a little bit where he's coming from. It doesn't that doesn't just guarantee you a position back in. And you know, whilst we <laughs> love him to bits, he did he gave away two penalties on, on Quinns, You know, not rolling away. You know, diving on the ball, and you think, well, you know, you've got to be so disciplined in the centres, and you know, we have got Hurrell, we've got we've got these things. So. I would wonder. I wonder whether he might he might be benched on there. Sorry, Pete. I, I mean, I would say there's an argument for for both cases, but I mean, his horses for courses. If we want more physicality, obviously we go with Hurrell, don't we? But then, if we want maybe someone who who could possibly be a bit more tricky, um, you know, what do you think, Miles? I mean, I think his defence has always been fantastic, but you know, he's, he's come back from the World Cup, um, he's played brilliantly out there, and giving away a couple of fairly soft penalties at the weekend. I mean, with the rotational scheme, then, mm. you know, who knows if he's going to be... He's going to be up Friday. against my mate Johan Renzi van Rensburg as well. Which is a well. Right? I mean, so, yeah, I think big, big, he I sounds like a big man to me. Hurrell would relish being up against big Johan. So I wonder, perhaps, yeah. perhaps Matt may have some... I, 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 don't think I don't think there's much between Hull and Pia Town, no, if, no. if I'm honest. And I think for these these big games, I think we've got two two good options there, uh, inside centre. I think it will depend a little bit on the, the opposition, but Pat's obviously playing a game of doing a few little rotations mm-hmm. to try and keep people fresh. So, uh, but great, great, great question. So thanks for thanks for that. Uh, at Huge Swede on Twitter. 
Um, we've also been contacted by one of our um, overseas listeners um, who's uh, I've had a, a, a lovely little to and fro with some messages. And this is Andy that listens to us out in the Eastern Cape in South Africa. Now, um, I did joke that if England play South Africa in the final, he could have an interesting <laughs> weekend. So, uh, Andy, I hope out, out there in the Eastern Cape you, uh, you enjoy and uh, we get the right result for you. Um, and I think the, the, the person that um, r- revealed your bath connections last week, you, you've, you've had contact yeah. with him as well. I have. I, uh, I sent him my, uh, my lawyer's address. And, uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, but no, yes, we had a little bit. We, we, we reconnected after, a, after quite a while. And, uh, um, you know, I'd say we're acquaintances, but, but actually one thing he said, and he's a, he is actually joking aside, he's not a bad lad, um, if not a bit misguided, but um, he reckons that we should get Binzi on again, so... Binzi. He really enjoyed out there in Hong Kong, where obviously it's all kicking off in Hong Kong. And he said it was it, it Binzi uh, we had last week. The analysis that Binzi gave, <laughs> he says he wants to hear more of it. So uh, if if Binzi's listening, uh, look out for the microphone, the roving microphone on Friday night. I tell you what, Binzi could definitely do Austin Ely's job with his his eyes closed to him. Yeah. Yeah. Easily, and it could, a lot of comments on our Facebook uh, post as well. Um, the, the, Binzi's obviously got quite a fan yes. out there. Although we did make, I mean, it, they, I think there was some comment that we thought they were meters, but apparently not. I don't know where that okay. came from. You it's told so, me they were. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, one of they were we all thought sporting, it was Binzi's friends. Yeah, they were all sporting Joe Joyce so, tops. So he was yeah. just said he was a big man. Apparently, made a false connection. So, so if uh, yeah, I think uh, apologies if you if if they're not. Meters, but that's how I meant to say yeah. it. Tom. I mean, Lee. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why we need the proper <laughs> digging. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and just before we we go off um, last last week's uh, rugby uh, talking points, um, just wanted to mention the the women's team that yes. we haven't talked about on the the pod before. Um, uh, congratulations to them! A home win, twenty six eighteen against Richmond. Brilliant. Which means uh, I think they've played six now this season, won three, lost three. A bit of a break now, I think, for the ladies' team. Was mm. it till December? Till December, yeah. Uh, but certainly something that we'll make sure we we mention a lot more on the pod because it's great to to see the a, a strong women's team as well. Um, that brings us on to the final section: our infamous or famous uh, gets my goat. <laughs> And I think, if you don't mind, chaps, I'll I'll take the chair this yeah. this week. Um, and do you know what gets my goat this week? Oh, I'm Terry. worried. I'm oh, worried now. Tell us, Terry. Tell us week. <laughs> Lee and Lee and Mars are looking a bit nervous at the moment. <laughs> my goat. You can relax, boys, because what gets my goat is the storm in a teacup about the England's reaction to New Zealand's hacker in the semi-final. This ridiculous, why was Owen Farrell smirking? Why were the boys lined up in a V? To me, this is absolute nonsense. The hacker is a challenge that's laid down. Um, and how teams respond to that, uh, you know, is up to the speed. Yeah. Absolutely. What are your thoughts? Can I just say, first of all, I, I love that I actually texted you guys, didn't I, on our WhatsApp group? to say 
Owen Farrell looked like someone from Southmead, Withywood, Parkcliffe, all the above. Looked like he was going to murder someone. <laughs> you, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. You and pretty much did. I texted the guys, too. didn't I? I texted you and I said, our, our boys look focused. And I knew we'd won the game at that point. I knew. And I know that sounds, you know, everyone else could say maybe it's English arrogance. But after I saw those faces, I thought, we've got this game wrapped up. I think, I think there was a... The, the, the time when there was a problem with it before was when the French did it, didn't they? Yeah. And they walked right up to them in a line and that was the time they, they changed the rules. I believe they were we, fined, weren't they? Yeah, they were fined. 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 But, you know, and I, I saw some pictures of that and they were they were literally face-to-face, <laughs> which, you know, to be fair, to a Frenchman, that was pretty brave. Did they but, um, <laughs> but, oh, I don't think they won. <laughs> but the thing was, I think ours was just, a, I mean, you know, the, funnily enough, French linesman pushing us back a little bit. It was a bit pathetic, <laughs> wasn't it? I mean, it as if the Kiwis cared about that at all. Pushed us back, but we went forward again. It was exactly. reminding me of Johnson in Dublin. Yeah. Is it Dublin or Craig Park? Yeah, when we played the Irish. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't think there's been any comment from the New Zealand team no. about no. it at all. It's just, it gets my goat that something like that. Has, has, yeah. has, I love the shape of it. The, the V ended up being a V for victory, didn't it? Yeah. Because we just smashed them. But can you imagine in any other sport that, that happening? Can you imagine if Bristol City are playing Rovers and the City team lined up and, and started chanting at the Rovers fans <laughs> that you know, Rovers team, there's only one team in Bristol. Um, you know, it would be it would be chaos, wouldn't it? But do, do the Bears need a hacker? Was well, thinking, you know, because they do after the games, don't they? They do. Uh, they, they have been known to. I mean, is, is, could we not have a, a, you know, with the rebranding, could we not have a challenge to the opposition? Well, this is what I'm thinking. I've got a Bristol challenge. Well, a Somerset challenge, because we're inside a country, could it be some some kind of wassail <laughs> to, to ward away evil spirits? You could get Joycey out there. Well, Joycey leading it. Imagine Joycey that. leading Joycey a wassail. Leading it. You, you could know. get, yeah, you're right. You could get a little... Formation of the of the the, the homegrown Bristolians or the ones that come up, and then you can have Husey on the one side and the yeah. the Piatau brothers menacing with that would like, it, would it with a little crate of apples in there, splashing, yeah. splashing yeah. thatches over the opposition. And, and they literally <laughs> they literally have an apple and they crush it. <laughs> holding those holding those big sticks with all the like the, the, the little bells on and stuff like that, and shaking them at the opposition. Well, oh. there we are. If the club are listening, I I think that's one for your PR and marketing department. <laughs> well, that's it for us for for tonight, uh, this this week. Thanks to Lee. Thanks to Miles. Thanks to Pete. And we'll be back, Bears Beyond the Gate, next week with the next show.